Welcome to the Feathered Desert, a podcast all about desert bird feeding in the southwestern region of the United States. Okay, welcome everyone to the Feathered Desert. Cheryl and I are here to talk a little bit about the regions of Arizona. We've done over 50 podcasts so far now, and everything, of course, has been about the valley, where we are, backyard stuff, but there are such cool regions in Arizona that we really wanted to talk about a few of the other areas here that you can find awesome birds, and so this episode is going to be about the White Mountains. So Arizona has so much more diverse habitat than most people believe. You think about Arizona, we're most famous for our desert areas, but we have grasslands, alpine, chaparral, riparian areas, and desert habitats. And each one of these habitats hosts specific birds. So today we're going to talk about the birds of the White Mountains. So where are the White Mountains and what is the habitat like? This is like my favorite place to, to be. The White Mountains are in the eastern portion of the state near New Mexico, the New Mexico border, and it is part of the Colorado Plateau. The highest summit is Mount Baldy, I didn't know this, with an elevation of 11,400 feet, and portions of this area lie in five different counties, Apache, Greenlee, Navajo, Gila, and Coconino. But you didn't think I could say that. <laughs> I knew you could. I know that you like to camp out there. I knew you could do it. The White Mountains are controlled under these three agencies, the state land, natural forest land, and Indian reservation. The state and natural forest area is easily accessible to hikers and campers and birders. But to access the reservation land, you must have permission and the proper permits. The habitat consists of trees such as spruce, fir, pine, aspen, some of the highest elevations consist of mixed coniferous uh, and aspen forests. The Blue River runs through the mountains, carving out canyons and valleys that are just as beautiful as the forest-covered mountains. Around the Blue River, you will find cottonwoods, willow, scrub oak, pinyon, and juniper stands, rocky bluffs and cliffs, and lush canyons and creek drainages that have pine, oak, and Douglas fir. It amazes me the diversity of landscape and vegetation. Yeah, just right in this area. Yes. In, one, the, in one state alone. Yeah, it really is. Arizona is quite amazing. You just have to look past the desert, which our Sonoran Desert is very beautiful. But some people think that's all we are. So the next question, of course, is what kind of birds can we see here? These birds are definitely going to be different birds than we have here in um our mesa area down in the phoenix valley so the habitat at 9,000 feet and above actually hosts fine stands of pine spruce fir and aspen that many breeding birds depend on in the spring and summer you can actually see the dusky grouse i didn't think we had any grouse here at all actually the dusky grouse the sharp shin hawks enjoy this area american three-toed woodpeckers which are very hard to see they're a very rare species the clark's nutcracker the gray jay, which is also a very rare species to see here in the United States, really at all. The golden and ruby-crowned kinglets, 
which are just as adorable as her name sounds. <laughs> yes, they are. They're very cute. They're very tiny and cute, and you can tell what you... Sometimes you can't tell what they are until they reveal that little little pop of color right on the top of their head. And because uh, they can keep that down flat, and then when they get excited, it comes up, and you're like, oh, my God, look at that. It's very cool. So at elevations between 7,500 to 9,000 feet, you'll find more of the riparian habitat, there will be some open grassland near forest edges, and this is where you're going to start seeing your canyons. And in those canyons, you'll see a mix of pine and fir, and birds such as wild turkeys, northern goshawks, red-tailed hawks, band-tailed pigeons, olive-sided flycatchers, violet-green swallows, which I know Cheryl's told me she's seen, yes. and they're quite an amazing sight to see. The northern sawweed owl which is one of the most adorable owls on the planet, and the brown creeper. Which I have seen. You've seen the sawweed owl? No. Uh, oh, or the brown creeper? The gra- brown creeper. I love them, too. They're like little ping-pong balls with feathers and feet, is what a and brown creeper actually, looks like to me. they actually do creep. Yes. I think they really are quite adorable. And this is just to name a few. So coming even farther down in elevation near the riparian habitat, that's going to be covered in cottonwoods, and you may see, hopefully you will see, the common blackhawk, which is a very unique hawk that hunts frogs and fish. And they're always along those river streams and in those cottonwoods. And you're going to see this big black bird, and you're going to think, wow, what is that thing? That's not a hawk. And you're going to put up those binoculars and be like, that is a hawk. The first time I saw one, I was like, whoa, that's really big, but the face isn't right for a raven. And I was just amazed at the Blackhawk, and he was just sitting there on the side in a big tall tree in the side of a river looking for frogs. It was very cool. The bridled titmouse can be found there as well. Also the glue, I'm sorry, not the glue blowsbeak, the blue grosbeak, the song sparrow, the caisson's kingbird, and many more. Now on the mountain slopes, canyons, and the drainages above the Blue River, about 7,000 feet in elevation, you'll find forest that consists mainly of ponderosa pines. And in these ponderosa pines, you may encounter the Montezuma quail. I love them. They're amazing. The males are just some of the most gorgeous gorgeous things I've ever seen. They don't actually look real. Yeah, they don't. They look like a porcelain-made quail. Very, very pretty. The acorn woodpecker. The Mexican whippoorwill, spotted owls, which are highly endangered, uh, the greater peewee, the Mexican jay, and western tanagers. There are actually five species of hummingbirds that you can typically typically see there during the breeding season in the White Mountain areas. That's going to be the broadtail, which is not often seen here in the valley. It gets a little too hot for them. The black-chinned. The rufus, which is much more common over towards the California area, but they actually travel right through New Mexico to go north, and so some of them probably like the White Mountains because it's perfectly what they're looking for. The calliope and the rivolis, formerly known as the magnificent, which is the largest species of hummingbird in North America. All five of these can be found during the breeding season there. One of the coolest birds that is seen in this area of Arizona, which I don't typically think of this guy being in this area, is the American Dipper. The American Dipper is such an interesting bird because it's the only aquatic songbird in North America. And they look like a little songbird, but they act like a fishing bird. So they'll stand in the middle of a river on on fast-moving water around them on a rock, and they're just looking for little things to catch. It's... 
quite they unusual. They nest along the river, don't they? I believe so, yes. And so if you get to see an American Dipper, which they're kind of hard to see. You have to be really looking for them. I mean, they're a very, I hate to use the word drab, but some birders would say that. Um, they're um, a gray bird, really, with a little black beak and black legs. So they don't really stand out except for in their behavior. So you kind of have to be watching out for them. So the birds mentioned here are mainly seen during spring and summer breeding season, and they'll migrate back down to the south for winter. Um, so if you'd like to see them, you really need to plan your trip around the warmer times of the year here. And of course, that is a great escape from our high valley temperatures because you're going higher in elevation there, so it's going to be cooler. But don't dismiss the early spring and the fall times as they can bring even more birding variety during migration season. So you really don't know who you might see there. You could see all sorts of different things that aren't mentioned here. So Cheryl has some ways to maybe, if you're in that area and you live in that area, to attract them, some of our birds mentioned to your yard. So if you're a resident of the area or have a cabin, you would want to know how to attract these birds to your yard. You, yeah. can, you can use most of the same things we use here in the valley. Nectar and hummingbird feeders will attract hummers and orioles, which they do have up there. Yes. I think I've seen the Scots oriole. Yes. Yes. I saw that mentioned on, I, I checked the White Mountain Audubon um, page, and they did mention the Scots Oriole, yes. Yeah. Uh, suets, such as bark butter bits and cakes, uh, will attract your insect eaters, like the brown creeper. And um, black oil sunflower seed mixes will attract every seed eater, including woodpecker, sparrows, tip, titmouse, Nuthatches, I always want to say tip mice. I don't know I if know. that's cute or not, <laughs> if that's the right way to do it. In, uh, in shell peanuts will attract jays, nut, nutcrackers, uh, woodpeckers, and nuthatches. Nuthatches are just so much fun to watch. They really are. So be aware, though, though that this is elk country. It's every animal country. Yeah, so really if is. you choose to put out bird feeders, they may get roughed up a bit by elk. And do some research into the good quality feeders that can take a beating. You will also be battling tree squirrels, <laughs> and investing in squirrel-proof um, feeder is a good idea. Yes, because um, they can outsmart you. Oh, yeah. Yes, they're very good at that. And offering a squirrel feeder to keep them distracted from your bird feeder is an option as well, and you actually might see some wildlife predation. Yeah. You do that. Remember, if you choose to feed the birds in this area, it becomes and it becomes too stressful on you. And looking out into the yard makes your blood boil because of the squirrels <laughs> or the elk or the bears or the porcupines or the raccoons. They're all out there eating the food. Take your feeders down. This hobby is something that should bring you joy, not stress. And we can plant. You can plant native plants in your yard that can offer food and shelter for your birds in a more natural way. That will help you and animals find a peaceful middle ground. I have seen most of these birds um, camping Very or cool. hiking, and um, truly one of the highlights have been the uh, the swallows. Yeah, because they are they look like they just came out of a field guide. Wow, because they are so um, exact with their coloring and feathering, and so pretty white on the bottom. It's it's just amazing. I didn't really believe I was seeing what I was seeing. I'm like, am I seeing what I'm seeing? Because it was just like one of those moments. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah, we haven't, my husband and I haven't made a trip up there to the White Mountains. We're going to have to do that soon. There's bluebirds up there. 
the western bluebirds up there, the mountain bluebirds up there. Nice. Your chickadees are up there. I do love a chickadee. And warblers. Nice. Um, so it's an all-around great place to take a visit It's all-around a great place to go. Um, best time is June and the early part of July. Awesome. Well, also in our show notes, I will put the Audubon page for the White Mountains, and they have some um, specific spots and uh, where certain birds have been sighted. So you can take their directions. They just they tell you right along this highway area. You can just drive through it and stop at different places where uh, certain birds have been spotted quite often. Yeah. And one more remark about if you want to feed these birds. If there are bears in your area, do not feed them during spring and summer. Do not put bird feeders out when bears are awake. You want to only feed in the wintertime if you're a resident when the bears are sleeping because you do not want to track that bear to your house. And they will eat anything. That includes a hummingbird feeder. They will come to anything. So definitely if you have bears in your area, don't feed out anything. Just plant native plants in your yard and that will help attract the birds so you can enjoy them. So really, we were just going to say this. If you've never taken a trip to the White Mountains, try and find some time in your schedule to check it out and enjoy some of the diverse habitat and bird life Arizona has to offer. It'd be worth it. Absolutely. 